welcome to the Real Estate Rundown. Today we're going to talk about is that Starbucks that you're stopping and getting that little treat that you get for yourself propping up the U.S. economy and the housing market. Let's get into it. Yeah, wild well, to think that like a little uh, shot of espresso or a frappe could uh, be making you know frappe. money spread around the economy. Mm. Yeah, it's Keith drinking all those frappes. <laughs> frappy, frappy. It's weird. I, I'll go <clears throat> through spurts where I'll we'll go to Starbucks like a couple times a month, and then I seriously kid you not, it'll, it'll be like a year straight, and I won't go to one. A whole yeah. year, like mm-hmm. so you just like have a craving and then yeah. satisfy that craving. Yeah. <laughs> That's great. Well, the question is, uh, you know, consumer debt is at an all-time high. Yep. And is the reason that the housing market and the economy that is still doing well is because people are spending and they're buying themselves <coughs> these little treats on the daily. And so basically we're propping everything up. Their credit cards are, are getting bigger. Over, yep. over a trillion and a half say. dollars, right, I think I saw? Yeah. I mean, that's insane. Trillion. Hey, yeah. Swipe now, pay later. That's the American dream. Well, that's okay, 1500 so <laughs> billion. Just, just, just so we're clear for all those listeners out there. 1500 yeah. billion. Yeah. But what but that was just what this this well, yeah, recently saying, repo- recently reported, I believe I saw. I thought it was a little bit over a, a billion or a trillion. Yeah. But it was like 984 billion before and it just hit the trillion mark. It I thought it was one I, I thought I saw it was one and a half trillion. No, d- I looked at I looked at the high. I looked at the the same. It's definitely higher, but it's not like <coughs> it's like it's like fifteen percent higher or something like that from oh, like, like last year. Okay, so but it's definitely higher, but it's not like it's not like a hundred percent. Like it didn't go from like one trillion to two trillion or something like that. Yeah, right. But um, inflation's still con- coming in kind of hot. Yeah, yep. and you know maybe we didn't have this soft landing that everybody thought we had. Maybe it's just we keep spending on the little thing. That isn't too much money, but just enough money to keep your credit card bills high and yeah. keep the economy kind well, of propped up. A lot of people think that we were already we were already in a recession, but just people are spending credit to stay out of the recession, mm-hmm. <laughs> and so then the credit is keeps going up. So then, you know, shit's gonna hit the fan one of these days. Well, and I think <laughs> the whole theory of the the little treat piece, right, is is like people are frustrated with some part of life or something going on, and they want this little treat for like a reward, like. Or something good happens, go do this. Something bad happens, I'm gonna go buy my ten dollar CBD drink. <laughs> you know. Ooh, so yeah. what's your little treat? <coughs> a CBD drink, obviously. Uh, no, <laughs> I think Elliot's a froyo guy. Froyo. I actually don't really do a lot of dessert. The acai um, bowl. Yeah, I love it. I could do that. Uh, in, in general, my my biggest thing I would say for my family as a whole, we we eat out too much. That's that's where if like my but too much. But what about like your little treat? Like, oh, I'm just gonna get myself this little treat because I deserve it. I've been on Zooms all day since seven a.m. and just finished my seventeenth it's, one. It's a protein I'm bar. actually pretty disciplined <laughs> on that when it's stuff. I, I don't have one. How about you, Keith? What's it's your a factor little, meal? What's your yeah. little treat? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I would say lately it's been. Um, Twix. Yeah, Twix. I was about to say Twix. Yeah, yeah or or the mini Reese's cups, uh, and I just freeze them. Yeah, yeah. Keith I and I come from this. I'll do that. I, I, like you know, like little candies in the office or something. Go throw them in the freezer, and then you know, like that's the little treat. I was stocking the candy jar, and I stopped. I'm oh. like enough of this. <laughs> yeah, same here. I got two. You were enabling bad behavior. I was. Yeah. I, I got two of those bags, and I crushed both of them in like four or five days. I'm like, whoa. Yeah. That's you know. So I've been. Trying to consciously not be 
treat myself to treats. Lasagna. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> my treat. my treats def- definitely is Celsius. I like Ooh, those. I like Celsius. How about you, Jay? I don't think Celsius is that bad though. Um, I like the little um, Starbucks shots of espresso with cream. They're in a little can. I just get them off of Amazon. Like so that's your by the case. That's your little treat. <laughs> yeah. You see them <laughs> in the, see them in the uh, fridge. In the fridge. Yeah. All right. So hey, in other <coughs> news, this is kind of shocking. So the Department of Justice refiled a statement of interest in the Nosalik, uh MLS pin lawsuit. So that is not the Sitzer Burnett case, but it's another case that settled. And Department of Justice intervened and basically said, like, hey, you're not doing enough here to treat the, the symptom mm. <laughs> or to, to treat the you're disease. You're just paying them off. Yeah. Yep. Um, and so let's talk about that. Yeah, it's they fascinating. proposed an entire uprooting, the end of buyer agent compensation. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, seller paid buyer agent compensation. Right. So, so that means that sellers wouldn't be able to offer it. But I also read that that they would they would be they wouldn't be opposed if buyer asked the seller and and seller said yes and paid the, the yeah. through concessions. So there yeah. yeah, and the the statement of interest is long. It's like 33 pages. Yeah, I read you, all of them. If you want access, uh, <laughs> we'll link it below so you can have access to the the brief that was filed by the Department of Justice. And in these 33 pages, they've done an exceptional job of kind of laying out uh, their case. So maybe buyer broker compensation is going away as we know it. What is, what is certainly going to look do? different? Zillow sells a lot of like buyer, buyer leads. leads and you know, a lot of these big uh, companies do. What are they going to do? Well, I, I, again, is it going to become a normal practice for concessions to be there? If, if that's the play that, that they're there, hey, we're just now going to go through concessions. And in order, I mean, especially like if it's a strong seller market, I could see that phasing away. But, but lenders only allow market, a certain amount of concessions. Six percent. Okay, so so they have to have you know you got to you have closing costs and your and your commissions. <laughs> So you're going to see more of 6% concessions? I've said said this before. Like, I feel like (coughs) the real estate market is already artificially inflated by Mm -hmm. the cost of commissions. So who gets the benefit of this reduction? The seller? I I think the uh, the agent's going to get, you know, they're going to get less. Obviously, they're going to get less. They're not going to get 3% anymore. Buyer's agents. Yeah. I agree with that. But I think I'm... I'm going to go on what you just said there. Yes, I do think it's going to benefit the seller because now the, you know, the the status quo is has been set as far as pricing. Sellers are going to benefit. I think who's actually going to lose the most in this is 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 buyers, which which in turn is going to be sellers are going to lose because if buyers aren't that if buyers yeah, less can't if they're like, "Hey, no. I don't I don't, you know, I got to pay for an agent. It's a, yep. it's another cost." So how many buyers are just going to say, "Screw it, I'm not going to buy them or rent them." Valid. And then, and then hmm. sellers won't be able to sell. You know, they won't they won't have as much buyer interest, so mm-hmm. then they'll have to reduce their price and lower the price. And so, <laughs> and I don't want you to answer this, but that train of thought almost makes you think that that buyers agents were steering. Don't answer that. Um. <laughs> Not steering. I think they're inspiring. I think they're inspiring. Exactly, they're inspiring inspiring buyers to go. Hey, get in the game. Which mm-hmm. I think you know, obviously, everyone should get in the game because. We're talking. We were talking about um, inflation. You know how uh, uh, inflation went up like thirty something percent over 
over a course of, or no, not inflation, but house, house prices went yes. up like 30, 30 something percent and inflation went up around the same, same amount. So, which is the I exact mean, same amount of money that they if, put into the economy. If you weren't in that game, if you didn't, if you didn't have some real estate, then you, you lost out on that inflation pop, you know, which, you know, now your, your money is worth a lot less. Mm-hmm. If you had it, if you got it in the, your bank account instead. <coughs> mm-hmm. Right. You just let it sit there and fill in safe because your money's in savings. Yeah, no. The government is basically reaching into your bank account and taking that money. Yeah, there, there's, they're there's just two printing wa- there's, more. There's uh, two well, ways. Two ways to tax. They're depreciating. The you money. know the, the you know the the way that they the usually would do is is you know legislation and tax people, you know, in, increase taxes or they print more money. Mm-hmm. Devalues <laughs> it. It's the same thing. It's mm-hmm. just a tax. I know. Okay, so so think okay, let's think through though. You know, as we're working with buyers, obviously the first thing is going to be getting that buyer broker agreement mm-hmm. in place. And you're gonna tell your buyer likely like let's say this DOJ statement of interest becomes the the you know, the groundwork for how compensation is in the future. And sellers can't pay it, but you can ask for it in a purchase contract. And so you're working with a buyer, you're going to get that buyer broker agreement signed up front, and you're likely going to say something to the effect of, hey, when we go make an offer on a house, we can always ask the seller to cover this cost. Mm -hmm. They may or may not, but we can ask. And then let's say, you know, you're out there and you're making offers and you keep getting beat out and you've got this commission in all of these offers. What's the buyer going to start to say? (coughs) Yeah, especially if they like, have to raise their uh, price, and I, I mean, think but then they would have to appraise. I know. So, so then, what it, that's so exactly what I was going to say. So the, so the seller says, "Yes, I'll pay your commission as long as it appraises. It doesn't appraise, and what happens?" Mm-hmm. <laughs> or another yeah, negotiation. Well, and not only that, you have a contract, right? Like the buyer, oh, yeah. the buyer's on the hook. And think about it. Let's say they only have ten percent down, right? It appraises. Seller says, "Oh, we're going to do this." Though now they got to use their extra cash to to cover the the shortfall, or they meet in the middle somewhere. And then now all of a sudden the agent, uh, the, the amount of cash that the buyer has is short to actually pay the agent that they hired. Now the agent's going to be in a position for chasing after the, 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 the buyer for, to get compensated. Or saying terrible no, position. Or saying, no, it's not going to work. Yeah. No. And then they, they, then they all lose the deal. Yep. But can't, will they be able to say, no, it's not going to work because of the commission? If it was already in there, it was already. Um, but that's what I'm saying. Think about think about the fiduciary um, yeah, situation it, the buyer's agent is going to be put in. In that they're going to literally <coughs> potentially blow up a contract to try to get overpaid, which or paid, which your so compensation they're gonna is supposed to be a part of. Be it. compensated or do something for free or blow up the, or you know blow up the deal, which is a which violation. <laughs> your 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 compensation isn't supposed to disrupt the it, transaction. It's not, but now it's going to because that's, that's what, what I'm the saying. DOJ is allowing to, to, to this is, say that. When you really look <laughs> yeah. they're basically it's a, it's saying that's oh, backwards. You, yeah. Right? And do you guys see it that see what I'm talking about? Or am I Yeah, because because the, the agent would be able to say, "Sorry. What do you do?" Right? It's in the contract. If it didn't appraise, then you're going to have to come up with the extra money. Why do I have to reduce my commission? Yeah, yep. but I mean, it's in the contract. Even if that's the case, I mean, and, and a buyer says no, like, good luck going after them. That's not yeah. going to fly. No. But the buyer says no, but then the, deal, the deal falls apart. I, I, I know it's, it's going to be a very precarious situation. I know. I guess like <laughs> what you say, DOJ. 
Well, and and the spin. Some of these some of these news articles. I was trying to find the one that I saw. They're spinning it like this is good for home buyers, and I'm like, this is terrible for home buyers. Maybe oh. maybe it's good for some sellers, yeah. but it's terrible for home buyers. Agreed. But, uh, okay, so apart from whether it's good or bad or is or isn't happening, like I think that if it well no if it does happen, it's going to put us in extremely difficult conversations with buyers. Yeah, one hundred percent. I feel I, we've encouraged so many people to buy houses that they and they've bought houses and made hundreds of thousands of dollars, and 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 I I think some some people probably wouldn't have bought a house, so we wouldn't encourage them. To do it. it. Mm-hmm. Not only that, when so you show them the economics of, of a deal in certain circumstances, right markets, cost of capital, uh, and, and I'm not even talking investors. I'm talking pure live in your house and y- you know you get equity growth and you, you, you actually pay down on something. You're putting your money towards something. You get to write off the interest that you pay. All the benefits that come with home ownership. An agent a lot of times will outline and highlight that to a less educated buyer. So who's going to take over that role? Uh, I don't know. (laughs) Chat GPT? AI. (laughs) (laughs) This is just a big ploy for institutional capital to come in and buy all the houses. Hey, you know, there's always that. And rent it it to those people that that were being inspired to buy houses. Instead, now they're going to be renting. Well... Okay. There's a trend for that for sure. So I've I've long theorized that these lawsuits had, you know, maybe some institutional Yes, institutional yep. capital behind them. However, I've recently learned that one of the originators <coughs> of not the um not the big Merle, no, not Sitzer Burnett, but the Merle yeah. case. He he was a realtor, and back in like 1995, he formulated this thesis that like realtors were overpaid and they didn't work enough and this and that, and like you know basically came up with this and has been pushing this idea that things need to like systemically change for like decades. So he's not VC at hmm. all. He's uh, yeah. I need to read more on that and like dive into it because it was pretty fascinating. Well, I think <laughs> he, went, he went went at it the wrong way. I think. Where it should gone, where it should have gone is, you know, educating or making the the <coughs> licensee process harder yes. for, for agents to become agents because you get you got you know like we we talk about all the time you know I get paid the same as the agent that just got out of school yes. and, and got a client and I get paid the same. But let's be real, though. When you first started, you had the benefit of that structure. That's, that's right. I yeah. Did. So you were on the receiving I, yeah, end of I, that benefit. I got a client brand new and made the same as the person that was doing real estate for 20 years. Yeah. There is no pedigree. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. and even if you have a different level of licensing, you're usually still compensated the same. Yeah. Now, it's, it's different with, with listing, though. I mean, we, as newer mm-hmm. agents, we, we discounted our, our listing fees a little bit. Well, and I mean, I guess that's the independent contractor space of it, right? You don't really have that 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 hierarchy that you move through, and you know, you graduate in different pay grades and whatnot. I mean, you, in all technicality, you can go negotiate an eight percent payday if you know if the <coughs> seller's on board with it. Mm-hmm. But well, the other crazy part too that you know people may not <laughs> realize is, as a licensed agent, how much of a nightmare is it? to try to work with a consumer that isn't being represented. They don't mm. know what they're doing. They don't yeah. have access to the paperwork. Right. The transaction's point, not going to be as smooth. I mean, Great it could point. be a shit show. 
Yes. Or in, well, in the right, in the wrong yes. circumstances. A hundred percent. The emotions, for one, like <sighs> emotions are so heated in, in real estate transactions. And if they don't have a representative on their side, then they're getting all Absolutely. of that. And then as the agent, the listing agent, you're getting all of that fresh. And then also, like it puts the listing agent in kind of peculiar situations mm-hmm. because now you're representing the seller, but you have this unrepresented buyer. <clears throat> and so you're like walking that line with them like how much is too much? Do I? Yep. Wait, yeah. Yeah. I see a yeah. bunch of dual them. agency violations coming down the pike if if all this goes through. Think about it. Sign call. Hey, I don't know what I'm doing. Well, why would you do a dual agency if you're not getting paid for it? Well, what I'm saying because well, th- so you get a sign call, right? You start advising them. Hey, what's the, what would they take? What's the structure? All of those those types of things. Something goes sideways. Now all of a sudden, this agent told me. Now it's in court, and you're in violation of a. Even though there's no contractual thing, there's a, a, a an allegation on a dual agency violation. And to Keith's point, listing agent, consumer calls. They don't know that they don't have the the contract, the paperwork, those types of things. So now they're going to draft the contract on the buyer you, you potentially, right? Say here's the terms. It's almost like, hey buyer, we'll draft the contract as the seller. We'll send it to you. Do you agree? Mm-hmm. I mean that's arguable uh, violation right there. Well, you'd have, they'd have to have, sign, have them sign some sort of unrepresentative mm-hmm. um, buyer agreement. Yeah, yeah. So sometimes those ho- hold harmlesses, though, aren't real. <laughs> 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 aren't, aren't. Yeah. So it seems like the housing market has lost steam as interest rates push up near 7%. So January, you know, maybe signs of defrosting were yeah, occurring. Yeah, do, do we have a fake out here? Uh. A fake out of uh, lower rates? Um, we're thinking maybe um, people are just going to sit on their hands during the election year. I hope that doesn't. We're going to be. It's happened in the past. Yeah, yep. we're going to be begging buyers to come check out our properties here soon. <laughs> yeah, from what I hear too is that, um, you know, we don't. If even if the the Fed does cut rates, it doesn't necessarily mean that the that the rates will will go down because of the spread that they mm-hmm. keep. Yep, and and people aren't buying the bonds, so they, they <coughs> have to keep. You know, a larger spread. Having a larger spread to, to get to get them to buy the bonds. <laughs> like that's yeah, the, the bonds case. don't have the strength. That then they, the then the the rates don't go down, and that could, that could very well could happen. Okay, so definitely an interesting time, and mm-hmm. we know NAR's <coughs> recent membership report came out, and we talked about it last week on the podcast. Don't need to rehash it, but we're losing realtors. Uh, I guess the question is: is are they just uh, you know, hanging their hat on the realtor designation or are they getting out of the business? And my guess is they're getting out of the business. Oh, absolutely. So let's talk about then, you know, ways that agents can really insulate themselves right now. And I'll, I'll go first. I think that they need to be consistently prospecting for business because I think this is one of those markets where your typical people, maybe your friends, your family, that referral base that you usually work off of, they may not be transacting at the volume that they typically do. And so you need to make sure that you're going after the people that will always move in any market. And if you would like our free guide on who's selling in 2024, click the link in the description and we'll we'll hook you up, we'll give you that. Because there are people that will always move, death, divorce, (coughs) diapers, um, all those people will move regardless in any market. Um, and so focus your <coughs> attention and energy on them while maybe your regular fold isn't making a move. So that's that's kind of my thing is consistently prospect every day. What do you guys think? So that means like when you're door dashing or Uber eating to leave a leave a 
A business card? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> hey, hey. You, we've got agents out there that are doing all of that. It's, hey, yeah, it's I mean, respectable. You, yeah, you, I know. I don't you, I think it's, you know, yep. you drive for Uber. That's you, your hustle. That's you your talk hustle. talk to people, right? Yep. Absolutely. Pick up people at the airport, take them directly to a house to buy. Yeah. What? Yeah, I would say I would say use cash offers, right? Use use cash (laughs) offer the cash offer hook. um, Give people options. Yep. I mean, it would basically just be a a repeat as well. I mean, that's kind of our blood for sure. How we grew up in the industry is just you know going always consistently going after new business. The repeat and referrals are amazing. But if, you know, if you're only relying on that, sometimes it can dry up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm going to go a little bit more granular on it. I think that what Keith is talking about, the network <coughs> network effect, but I actually, um, what Kayla is saying is where when there's, you have a downturn, there's sometimes an unfair advantage. I mean, the four of us, I think, you know, built bit entire businesses um, with, long, you know, pretty, pretty solid longevity in down markets in you know times of massive strife way more strife than we're in right now so what i want to challenge everybody on is to think about actually just peeling it back and being systematic in your approach and what you're doing whatever you're doing do it on a consistent doubling down basis i.e running a schedule right i think that that's where it's a challenge in an entrepreneurial space is you don't necessarily have to answer to anybody but yet you actually need to answer to yourself so what you need to do is look at what's your one day that you're going to set up for success. What does that look like? Then you repeat it three days a week. Then you do grow it to four days a week. Then you grow it to five days a week. And the, and the reality of it is, is it absolutely is coming down to making uh, the playing the network game, prospecting, marketing, all of those types of things. And at the end of the day, it is your audience and your business opportunities are going to grow to the extent at your ability to communicate. So to me, it's an echo of what you guys said, but be systematic in, in that scheduling and run your business like a business, like it deserves. Mm. I, that's, I think that's like one of those things that we just say, and maybe we take for granted that, but yes, you do need to run it like a business, which means you need to have set hours. And you know, it always, it surprises me how agents don't consistently put in work yet. They expect consistent results. Yeah. (laughs) You know, like, your results are in direct correlation to the amount of consistent action that you take. Yeah, like just real talk for a second. How many, I, I promise you, if you go to the golf course right now, a lot of those people are going to be real estate, some basis. You go to the, you know, whatever, whatever, you know, activity, busyness, you go to the gym right now. <laughs> Unfortunately, I promise you that at, you know, middle of the day, you have a bunch of people that are real estate related. And I'm not hating on those, be active, do those things. But what I'm getting at is there's business hours of operation and maybe you should be working on your business slash in your business in those time frames of set hours and go to the gym before, after work hours, right? That, that's more conducive to your success. Yeah. So let's give a quick hack, um, and this needs to be really tactical, kind of short, but share a hack that helped you achieve results in your business, um, and I'll go first, since okay. uh, then you guys can be thinking of yours. Okay, so here is a hack that I used, and I see this kind of repeated and recreated <coughs> in all sorts of different forms. 
But my first year in real estate, I wanted to take 21 listings. And so mm -hmm. what I did is I wrote on my bathroom mirror 21 and lipstick. And every time I took a listing, I did a hatch mark. And it was a really good visual representation of me accomplishing my goals. And it kept it in front of me day in and day out. Who wants to go it. next? I'll go. Okay. My very first uh, year as well, um, I got a, uh, a coach and an accountability partner. Mm. So good. Yep. Uh, I did something similar except for, I don't remember how many years it was in the business. It was after the short sale world started going away and it was more traditional real estate. I hadn't made six figures in real estate yet because it was just, our setup was different. But anyway... Um, so one of the things that I did was went after a number. I literally wanted to make 150000 my first time ever. And I put it on the ceiling on my bed. I put it uh, in my workstation at work and at my workstation at the house. And every day, you know, I just focused on that. And, it and this is back when 150 was banked. And yeah, this is probably like 2013, 14. And you've added yeah. like three that zeros to it then. now. And, and, yeah. um, <laughs> and, you know, I just, it became reality. Yeah. Yes. So. I love it. That's awesome. Um, for me, it was uh, getting up um, in the morning and getting to the office. Um, when we first started, we um, convinced our broker to let us have a little office which is a little tiny office well actually we, we we were one of the top producers so but we was like hey we're going into the office every day and we're going to work from the morning to night and no matter what you know we didn't have to but we did because we wanted to be around people that were doing deals even though we weren't doing as many deals we started doing deals as because we were in the office um, so i think being somewhere where um, there's other real estate transactions going on going on will obviously help you Absolutely. Yeah. Your vibe is your tribe. Or, That's right. Yeah. Yeah. Love it. Hey, thanks so much for following along. If you are one of our listeners and you're not yet subscribed to our channel, please take a moment, hit that subscribe button. Make sure you also ring that notification bell so you get updated of our new episodes.